Hey, Mike, have you ever seen... <laughs> okay, we're, we, we did it once. It got cut out. We're have never ever, doing it again. Have you ever seen Space Decks? Seriously? Have you ever been on r slash Space Decks? No. Pull it up just real quick. No. Do no, we'll do it after. Know. We'll do it after. I don't, like want, I don't want it to just touch my computer. <laughs> it's actually scarcity. <laughs> there's, there's shit on there. It takes too while to figure out what you're looking at sometimes, and that's a problem. The like, is that a banana Space split? Decks? Nope. No, that's a dick. That's just a bifurcated penis. <laughs> <laughs> what? The people that do shit like that. Well, that's true. So their dick looks like the fucking sandworm from Dune, where it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Why? What about the monsters and tremors? Yeah, sure. Let's go on that, too. So let's have those weird little green that sell you. Do you have that? You've yeah. done some serious extensive on me. Yeah, I'm not even mad at him. All right, let's get this going on. Again, phone. any questions about what we're talking about today? Space dicks. Surgically enhanced penises. Go. <laughs> Have you? Got, you know what we should do? Bum, we bum, 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 uh, surgically enhanced penises. If <laughs> 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 anybody wants to ever listen to a hilarious podcast that they do a phenomenal job, listen to the worst idea ever. Uh. It is two guys that watch some, I can't remember what the movie is, it's some shitty Adam Sandler movie. They watch it every week for a year and then do a podcast about it. And it devolves into insanity and like depression and just general. Which like, Adam Sandler movie? Oh, fuck. If it's Jack and Jill, it's, I will like. It's the shit worst myself. idea ever pops Little up their Nikki? podcast immediately. Little Nicky was better than Jack and Jill. What movie was it? Some one. shitty movie. I, ne- I didn't either, but I can't imagine it. Jack and Joe, one of the terrible ones with... Uh, he played the boy and the girl. They were twins. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> the worst idea of all time podcast. <laughs> uh, Drew Barrymore. He made a bunch of shitty movies with Drew Barrymore. That's what um, I Fifty First Dates was okay. It was Grown Ups 2. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> so that's not just Adam Sandler. You've got... Uh, Kevin James Kevin everything. James in there. Um, isn't Rock. Eddie Murphy in those? Chris Rock. No, no or Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. Yeah, they've been doing it now since they're on episode fourteen, and it it's just like what? So what the only, fuck? Wow, they're it's, only like a quarter of the way through. They have thirty eight yeah. episodes left. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so I've never seen Growing Ups too, but one of the guys at work and myself are listening to these podcasts, and they're fucking hilarious. And once they finish fifty two of them, we're gonna watch Growing Ups too. <laughs> so you'll have this like a complete blown up like mythology around the movie, <laughs> which is and deconstruct like, it. It's kind of like how we saw Hot Fuzz before I'd ever seen Point Break. Speed, was you excited for the remake? No, there's a remake. Horrible. Yeah, Point Break. Yeah, it looks fucking horrible. <laughs> Who's Swayze? Uh, no one that matters. I remember like looking at it and being really sad about the fact that there wasn't Swayze. He's got to have the dreamy eyes for that creepy close up. <laughs> he wasn't that dreamy. <laughs> no, but close enough. Okay, I'm gonna rub my mat if we don't start. Well, to be fair, it's already recording. But. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. Shout out to the worst idea ever. Okay, All right. so again, are there any questions about what we're doing today? Uh, What's a space marine? <laughs> Well, let me tell you about a space, space marine. A space marine is genetically modified human, super soldier, that is over eight feet tall, potentially. Where but do they have sex armor. organs, and can they have sex? Unknown. <laughs> Redacted Imperium record shit. I don't know. I can't believe that's like... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually go with their, their Ken dolls. That would be the sad... Like, how do they go to Slanesh? They have no functional... Because Slanesh... Surgically enhanced penises! No, we brought this full circle! Because <laughs> Slanesh promises them penises. Could you, 
How do you yeah. not become a noise We're just man? a ton of ass play. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have seen that, like, fucking Drago and the yes. Warp video, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's just this totally sword that's just a piss for a handle. <laughs> God, that's so creepy. And then sound effects. Oh, my God. Slorp. <laughs> that is a great, great uh, little short. That was good. Okay, so, again... Are we good to go? Any questions? I think you we could just do this for an hour. Do you want to talk about Space Marines? <laughs> just derail things for an hour. I love how I just like, keep trying to bring it back. And it's, <laughs> okay. it's, but not if okay. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Hobby Night in Canada. I'm your host, Tom, and with me as always are... Dan. Ward. Mike. Steve. Okay. Uh, um, so... <laughs> You're welcome, guys. Unnecessary enthusiasm. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna just applaud that one. We're the best. Yeah. Let's do this. You're actually right in there. Um, so, you know what? Let's see if we can not make Mike cry this week. What have you guys been working on? I'm crying already. It's too late. Oh, wow. That was quick. <laughs> and the episode's over. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to another... Objective secured. <laughs> okay, I'll start with what I've been working on. I actually did paint some models. Uh, they were... The Wraith Guard that have been staring at me for forever. Uh, I have not finished, so I went back and did the little bit of airbrushing I had out on them. Uh, I still have a tiny little bit to do here and there with some of the uh, uh, highlights in the barrels, uh, but I'm going to put them on their bases and they'll be done and I won't have to worry about that stupid model that ruined my squad that got stolen. That You're was not it. bitter about that at all? Though. No. I played a bunch of games this week, too. I actually got you had a, a squad get stolen? I had a single model from a squad that's minimum five strong. So then I had four Wraith Guard of the new style, bought a new box, and never finished painting them because I didn't want to fucking replace <laughs> a model I'd already finished. You know what I mean? Like, it was yeah. just depressing. So I've been needing to do that for a while. Been there. I've never once rebought Furies after they were stolen. Yeah, I could totally And understand. this was like eight or nine years ago. Those models were also terrible. Well, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these new Wraith Guard are sweet, and I was pretty choked that I had one get lifted, so. Whatever. Okay, fair enough. So, uh, done. so we'll leave Mike for last, because we know he's actually done stuff. What about you, Ward? Uh, I've ripped apart a whole bunch of X-Wing models. Moving on, what about you, Dan? <laughs> was there more to that story? No, there was. He's done a little bit. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I am taking a list to the Wet Coast GT, so it's confirmed. I've bought my ticket. I've bought my plane ticket. Nice. I'm good to go. Uh, so I'm going to go play X-Wing over there, and uh, yeah, so I'm going to repaint them. Into the inverted color scheme of the new Star Wars movie coming out. I need those guys to get back to me. Tell me if my list is legal because yeah. I really want to go play 40k, but I have no idea if I can bring a Lord of War. Hopefully, hopefully you can. So Do I've been doing formation shenanigans. No, they say no Lords of War except for character size models. Like it's not the ITC wording, but they say they're an ITC event. So oh. I really don't know. Like no Lords of War, but I could take a formation. Like what does it mean? I just don't know what they're going with hmm. there. So 40k is confusing. It usually isn't. The no Lords <laughs> of War thing, but then not specifying the formations is really bizarre. So, anyways. All right, fair enough. There we go. Dan? So, yeah, that's what I'm working on. I played a bunch of games, and I bought a bunch of stuff, so that's, cool. that's me. All right. Uh, yeah, I watched a lot of hockey, and now hockey's <laughs> over, so the sky's the limit from here on in. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to come up with a new excuse. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> Basketball might be done tonight. That's true. You'll have nothing. I'll have, no, to start, I'll have to start watching golf. It'll be incredibly depressing. Oh, uh, women's soccer. Oh, yeah, that's on. That's on for, like, literally days. Not yeah. to the end of the month. 
Yeah, you'll be good for the next episode. Then you can move on to the next thing. I don't know. You can pick up bowling or something. <laughs> uh, so um, oh, so I started working on the competition piece that I was supposed to paint for Lock and Load uh, the uh, day after I got back from Lock and Load. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. You missed it by by a bit. Yeah, I did. Okay. (laughs) Uh, And I also picked up a whole bunch of cephalics, and I started working on some test schemes for the flesh for them, too. So I want to say when you you picked up a bunch of cephalics, (laughs) that sounds like you need to go to the doctor. (laughs) Man, the number of jokes around, like, I got cephalics, or I'm going to take out my cephalics, or I'm going to play with my cephalics, it's just disgusting. The mental image of what that actually looks like. Side effects include. (laughs) That was like when we were all working at W, and the crew came out. I got me a case of the crew. <laughs> uh, no, but I've actually been doing some painting, and it's—I'm not getting a lot of volume done, but I am trying to push up my level of painting a little bit. So that's fun. I always enjoy doing that. Yeah, and I'm actually having a lot of fun with that. So yeah, sometimes the single figs are the best. Yep, good break. So Mike, how many dozen models did you paint? Oh, I was slack. I only did about seven. I got seven dozen. Seven dozen. <laughs> seven models. Uh, I got still more than the rest of us combined. Three guild uh, gun guards. Wait, no, I said gunmen. Yeah, the guild uh, gunmen. Oh, you're painting Malfo. Malfo. Yes. Uh, Thank you, Mike. Hoffman's done. The two hunters that he comes with are done, and the guild, just a normal guild. uh, What are they? The guard. Yeah, just the guild guardsmen. Two of them done as well. So when are we gonna play? Uh, I don't know. Maybe next Tuesday and then talk about it on the next podcast? No, you got to wait till the Peacemaker comes out and I get that. Then we can play because okay. he's part of that. That's okay, fair enough. Sweet. So, awesome. so you did some Malifaux. Did you do anything beyond Malifaux or just those seven? Uh, I did a little bit more of my uh, Did you do Infinity. any board game models? Yeah, actually I did. I did a little bit of zombie. Uh, oh, shit, I did I did do about 12, didn't I? Um, <laughs> I like it how Mike forgets about models in uh, in the weeks between podcasts. We're, we're fighting, <laughs> fighting to find models we painted. I got three of the characters for zombie side done. Nice. So all the zombie side first box guys are done now. That's awesome. Hmm. That's one new way to your goal. Not bad. Very nice. Cool. Awesome. Uh, okay, so let's move on quickly then to Shut Up and Take My Money. So I, I think I'm going to start this one okay? because there was just a leak. Um, so the Wong crew box from Alpha is going to be coming out for Gen Con. And this makes me really happy uh, because there's actually Mancha Raja is going to be in that box. And this is a big, fat luchador gremlin. <laughs> what? Yeah, and he's, <laughs> he's throwing around another gremlin. It looks fucking up cool. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go with Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was originally going to talk about like oh, other shit from Lock and Load or Cephalix or this, that, and the other. No. Luchador Gremlins. Sure. Fat Luchador I mean, Gremlins. Why not? Mask so and assume, everything. Yeah, it's just Nacho Libre. I'll yeah, way better. I'll yell, Nacho! I believe in science. <laughs> like every time that I play that game. Uh, okay. Run for days across the field. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Just like fight someone that tries to steal my nachos. Get someone to throw a steak at your face. Yeah. There you go. Wear really stretchy pants because sometimes <laughs> that's what a grown-up man likes to do in their free time. You know what? <laughs> he is not incorrect. Uh, <laughs> All right. Who, who else? Everyone's know? looking at me. I don't think there's anything hobby-related that I s- spent money on or, or dreamt did, I spent money or on. Paid in or or anything. Not so yeah, much. It's, it's been okay. a slow couple of weeks for me. So so Stanley you, Cup finals every year kind of dominate the schedule oh, for two yeah. weeks Stan, at least. Stanley Especially Cup. when you actually care about one of the teams involved. Yep. 
And so I'm going to go with Hawks. the E3 uh, trailer. Just blew your mind. You I want to buy a $150 Xbox controller for a console I don't own. There you go. Done. Moving on. <laughs> Ward. Uh, well, I posted, and a few of you guessed that Steve bought these items, but in fact it was me. I bought the new Marine Codex and Nagash because I finally broke down oh. and wanted it. Okay, to be fair, on the surface level, it could have been Dan because he likes Undead and he has a lot of Space Marines. It could have been you, because you like Undead and have Space Marines. Yeah, yeah. And it could have been Steve, because he's got Undead and he likes Space Marines. And I have Space Marines, too. I'm even mm-hmm. further ahead of Ward, because I actually own both of those armies that are playable. Like on, on the Facebook page, it was it was commented that they figured it was Steve. It could possibly be me and Dan, but for sure it wasn't Mike or Tom. No, well, sure. yeah, that's <laughs> the single safest bet is that it was not Mike or I. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so no, I bought Nagash uh, to paint up just because he looks fucking awesome, finally. And then, yeah, I bought the new Space Marine products. Neat nice. Yeah. Pretty shiny. Mike, me. you got anything you're... I am, actually. I was uh, digging through, finding some models I wanted to paint, and came across my resistance for a drop zone and oh. got a huge burn to want to paint more. Uh. So I want to get some... Uh, was there something that Was there something that you had to finish before you got resistance? Was that a thing? That was all his other drop zone. How'd that work out? He failed instantaneously. Actually, no. No, As soon as they actually became available for purchase, he failed. That was true, but he (laughs) did finish most of the other drop zone. He has an actual painted drop zone army, which is... (coughs) Two. Two, Steve. Yeah, that's right, you do. Almost three. You guys, you did finish your Sheltar yet? Just about. That's why oh, it's I hate almost you so much. <laughs> I'm trying to still just finish. So you, my had to re, you rebought Sheltari after you sold Steve his yeah. Sheltari okay. without finish. So what I should and have then done finished had it before been Steve. Smart, yeah. Just wait until it's he just let it. Mike paint them and borrow that <laughs> shit because that's what. It that is my plan for drop zone. To be honest with you, because like Mike's gonna have his resistance all done up, and then oh, I'll be replaying with or against them. So I well, we were talking about this with LBO next year. I might bring drop zone because I don't think I'm doing better for uh, for Renaissance Man next year. Maybe you do could that do better. for uh, Drop Fleet when it comes out next year. Just let Mike play oh. everything. Drop Fleet. It's how I roll for X Wing, and so far it's been really nice. Yeah, right. Exactly. You can all burn in hell. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're riding your coattails no, no, no. hard here. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, I've got to shut up and take my money, but it's not a new release. It's Doesn't an have to be ancient release. I'm picking up a 1991 Jane's R. Ooh, I, I, I whoa. To be fair, that's the same it? one, just in metal. Is it, yeah. Where are you getting it from? It's from the internet, maybe. I'll probably buy someone's like shitty old one and strip it because it's metal. I have one. I, I have want one it. Too. Give I have one too. Unpainted. Uh, it's got a little bit of red on the blade. Mine is unpainted, and unassembled. White. I think I may have sold the one that I had because I had the brilliant idea of I'll clip it off the base and just pin her to the base. False. And you didn't yeah. even know this, right? Pin her to a base. <laughs> That doesn't no. work. Oh, Steve. I did not know this, but I apparently am not <laughs> buying one. I'm just giving someone a case of beer. <laughs> um, no, very I played, Canadian. I played a game, and uh, I made a hilarious, what I thought would be terrible Death Star of Farseer, uh, Jane's R, and Banshees, and it utterly dominated, and I am so happy that there was an actual Banshee unit that didn't just get obliterated and do nothing. It was pretty awesome. How does that work exactly? You get a new codex, and nobody talks about that because everything else in the codex is way better. Because it's not strength D. It's not strength D, but apparently when you have like rerolling to wound, uh, challenged master awesomeness with rerolling armor saves and all sorts of great numbers of attacks and... 12-inch runs. Minus 5 to your weapon skill and initiative, you can do some serious damage. They feel like actually playing with aspect warriors. They hit really hard. They don't get hit back, but when they do get hit, they immediately die. <laughs> so it's pretty awesome. 
Sounds pretty elderish. Yeah, I'm pretty jazzed about that, so that's cool. Okay. Uh, well, so I'm going to pass this one off because I'm probably going to have nothing to say here. But uh, we're going to move into the first period and talk about the new Marine Codex and models. Mm-hmm. Models first. Mm-hmm. We'll do the models first. So I guess I can maybe talk about that a little bit if I looked at the pictures, but... That sounds like a lot of work. Well, it, well good, th- good thing I like, downloaded okay, all give, the pictures. Give it here. Okay, like so the Devastators look like space marines with heavy weapons. Okay, and really Tom. cool feet. <laughs> let's, let's take a little bit <laughs> take a little bit off of that, you jaded ass. <laughs> okay, am I wrong? No, they am look I wrong? different. They actually do look... <laughs> they look a little different. Even I They look like them. space marines with slightly tweaked armor with heavy weapons. No, can we... And they got some all, new sneaks. They did get some new sneaks. <laughs> they have some sweet kicks. No, Dan was saying, and we were both commenting on before the podcast, that these new Devastators, their legs are a throwback to Second Ed, where they had like the Tech Marine sort of cog trim uh, around them. And the helmets with the targeters as well. Yep, exactly. I but get the, that, but they're still fucking Space Marines with heavy weapons. But that, there's no way around that. That's what a Devastator is. If they like, weren't Space Marines, I'd be concerned. Yeah, like that'd be... I don't really understand what the issue is. <laughs> I know. Isn't I know. the Devastator Kit? squad supposed to have heavy weapons? Exactly. Okay, like, just checking. They so don't have to. They can. The, just big, the big pieces that I'm actually weapons. happy about in this, though, is the grav uh, cannon and amp look like a better heavy bolter and is a better heavy bolter in the game, effectively. Uh, but the other thing that's really cool is the missile launcher with the smoke effect. Yeah, the missile launcher with the optional rockets flying out the tube is quite yeah. cool. Because they've always had that optional rocket with the missile launcher, and it was just on its own, and people would like have it half coming out of the barrel, and it just really didn't make a lot of sense. It was oh, I did weird. one like that. It looked uh, like one of the failed experiments from yeah. Mythbusters. Yeah, which is like, yeah, pretty much. And then gets stuck in the barrel. Like, is your marine about to explode and die? You don't know. Unless you had a little bit of ingenuity and put a wire and had it at the end of the wire and then wrapped cotton swab and smoked it gray. But it now, like if real. you're an idiot and don't want to do that, you can just glue it. From the sprue, and you're good. No skill hack. <laughs> I mean, hey, Steve, how's it you're going, correct. buddy? <laughs> uh, the other thing we should probably talk about is this kit comes with everything, uh, pretty much that you could you need to kit out a Devastator. Well, not quite. It comes with two of everything. That's it has a flying baby with a melt bomb. What more could you ask for? I don't like that. Um, that's the worst piece in it. That's yeah. the best piece in it. Really? I it kind of for me, it's reminiscent of <laughs> it's the a powder monkey. From the <laughs> Empire Kid. I appreciate the chair, but it looks like an old 50-year-old fat man face stuck on a baby body. That's kind of what a lot of chair do look like in a lot of art, so... <laughs> yeah, there was kind of like a mental construct as babies and children being just like small adults for a long time in Europe, so... Yeah. Yeah. Either way, you get way more than you've ever had in a Devastator squad before. The fact that if you buy two boxes, you have enough to kit out identical squads. So question, how much is this box? Eight thousand. That's actually dollars. a great question, I and know. I don't know. I'm gonna go with it's around the thirty to fifty dollar mark. Huge I'm range. I'm gonna, gonna say fifty eight fifty. I'm gonna get oddly specific. Uh, Complete guess. Good radio, here, Tom. Thanks for asking a question. <laughs> Nobody has the answer to here. I'll look it up. Okay, while well, you're looking I'll up, look are there any models to talk about? Like, I there's the assault squad, sure. but I don't know if that's really the assault squad is the one. Keep, keep strolling. If there is keep one strolling. that you want to be disappointed in, I would say it's the assault squad. Oh, okay. Oh, they, no, hold, hold on. Next one is the space wolf bits. Well, no, 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 no. You, no, no, you, you skip these. Skip I already. Oh, you're twin. Okay. The the assault squad is like they already recut the assault squad once to have slightly, slightly more options. And then we have a shitty two-handed chainsword. Well, it's an eviscerator, so it's like a chain fist like it's actually kind of decent in no but the, ish, that's a but really the model is question model like the model is question that weird kind of st- I don't like his face yeah the, his, his forehead's the, high and his hair is high 
Well, the nice he's thing he's losing is, his hair, Mike. Don't give him a hard time. <laughs> Just because you have thick hair well into your eighties doesn't mean. Oh. <laughs> Come on. Son of a bitch. <laughs> See, Mike's just sad because the plastic hair doesn't have any details sculpted on, so he can't dry brush it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have any more buttons we can push in the next 30 no, seconds? No, we're done. We're, we're done good. pushing Mike's buttons. Yeah, you guys are being dicks. Uh, no, but I, 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 honestly, I just hate how there's that weird kind of random piece of ceramite around the hilt of the sword attaching it to his arm, it looks like. Do you know what I hate? Yeah, it is their new website. It doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> Did, I think we talked about this in episode one or two. Oh my! I can't make it go. Remember when I was bitching about how shitty the new website was, and you're like, "It's okay, it's okay, it's really bad." I legitimately, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the new assault marines. They didn't need to be redone. But the thing I like about it is they do have a little bit of the fancy plastic, um, like ruins and rubble and other things. That's to part of the, kit. the base. I was actually yeah. just going to ask that as a question. Yeah, those are just separate pieces in the set. You get some like base decoration. So the guys are jumping off of little okay piles of rubble and stuff like that, which I think they look pretty cool as far as an out-of-the-box basing kit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Uh, I don't think it's going to blow anyone's socks off. Like, it's a salt marine. Nothing's really changed. Uh, and... It's the only one I found so far. It's forty nine dollars. Are you, in the, are you in the pre order section yet? No, I'm in the uh, uh, submarine squad. Okay, uh, <laughs> forty nine. So other than that, I'm we're working got, on the devastators. I'm going back to selecting my filters. <laughs> we've got space marine bits. They look like or space wolf bits. They look like space wolf bits. No, actually, you know what? They shouldn't. Whoever painted them did a shitty job or something because those wolf heads look horrible. They look blurred. They don't look crisp or anything. I like how like their gums look super highlighted. More so than the rest of the face. <laughs> Dan is the closest, uh, but he did go over, so Price is right, says uh, he's Damn wrong. It. Devastators are $55. Oh, so oh. close. I'm not so offended close. by that. No. I don't love it, but... It's GW Price. It doesn't really, like... Yeah. It doesn't ruin my day. Uh, anyone have anything specific to say about the Space Wolf bits other than... I don't Meh for the paint care. job? Dale's probably Move excited. on. Uh, Dark Sorry, Angels. <laughs> Meh. Like, they're nice bits, but... Eh? I think all the bits kits are relatively redundant. I mean, if you really wanted extra bits, like there's four full shoulder pads that you can order. Well, and there was already the veteran squad uh, for the Dark Angels that had more than enough bits to kit out a fuck ton of stuff. I want to go back, though, and say that the Space Wolf uh, bits, that axe is cool, but not because the bit is cool, because the paint job on it is sweet. I you think the nice thing about the space I actually wolf really too. like that. The paint work on that I think is really cool. I think the nicest axe. thing about the space wolf bits is yeah. all the shoulder pads have the same great company badge on them. Mm. Whereas I think a lot of the other kits, it's been a mismatch of like the other twelve great companies. Okay. This is all Ragnar Blackmanes, I believe. Oh, that's awesome! Okay. So if you're doing a Ragnar themed army, that kit is perfect. And these are plastic. Yeah, they're just like a plastic upgrade. It's screw. a sprue. Yeah. Oh, that's actually really so cool. The Dark like Angels that. are meh. Blood, Blood angels. angels are I'm man. excited about that. Blood hey, angels, if you I don't just, have enough nipples already, if I had enough money, I would buy them and melt them all. <laughs> no, don't do that. It was kind of like when I won that. Um, oh. You won something? Yeah, it was an onslaught. <laughs> what, what was that? What was that big? Was it the lottery? No, the big Skaven monster. The Hell Pit. The Hell Pit Abomination. And I seriously contemplated just destroying it instead of training it in just to get it out of circulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I feel about Blood Angels. Really? <laughs> yeah. You're I just, welcome. I just hate them. I'm going to say right now there's actually one kit that I know you guys, or one bit in the Blood Angels that I know you guys are going to hate. It's the exposed uh, fiber bundle uh, front chest plate. 
I would cut the nipples off like I've done on all my Blood Angels nipples. Nipples get directly cut. I feel like on that one they stay. When you cut off the nipples. Really? Well, because the the, the nipples could purse through the, like... No, it's a... No. No. Easier than ceramite. You know there's an under-ceramite layer, too, right? The exposed... um, but fiber bundle one you're thinking of that's just the one that makes it look like Mephiston and stuff right I don't yeah. think those are actually functional like I think, bundles I think, I think they're supposed to be nipples because like. in Space Marine Armory in Space Marine Armory <laughs> if they were functional nipples that would be awesome isn't well, Space Marine Armory supposed to be two layers though and underneath of them, the there's like the muscle layer the that's no, this, the fiber bundle this is obviously how the blood angels survive under. in the inclement weather where <laughs> <laughs> they don't have rations they just lactate and survive off their own what is happening in class? Continue on. Ultramarines? Eh? I could care less about Ultramarines. I'm sorry. Um, new Librarian Terminator? Looks Actually pretty like cool. It. It's a nice looking so, model. Sorry, just going back to those chapter upgrade packs, the one thing I can say about them, you cannot argue with the price. They are $16 per pack. We're buying the chapter-specific shoulder pads from Forge World. is like a pound per shoulder pad. Oh, that's so a lot you more, get. Yeah. So you'd be buy- spending more money just to buy shoulder pads, whereas this you're getting a set of torsos, weapons, heads, and shoulder pads for $16. I like that. If you're American or whatever, and you don't get screwed on exchange rates, hey, good for you. Even better. <laughs> it's probably like 10 or $12. So price-wise, these upgrade kits are actually pretty good. Cool. Content-wise, I don't know if they're necessary, but they are a good bang for your buck. Yeah, it's halfway, but I think it's a good... Uh, middle ground between like Forge World is expensive for a reason it's middle ground it's better than uh, not upgrading them if you want to do something really cool but if you want to go all out probably Forge World still your way yeah so the Terminator Librarian I think is an entirely average model I kind didn't they li- just come out with a Terminator Librarian like two months ago not two uh, months not two months ago no no you're thinking of the one Dark of the million Angels. captains uh, they didn't have a special one but I still think the best Terminator Librarian they've ever done is a Space Hulk Terminator Librarian no, the previous version before it became fine crap when it was still pewter. Yeah, the guy with that the Terminator hand, librarian the was hands amazing. Played yeah. in the, like, uh, oh, he was pretty cool. Too. That was so. the best one. But you know, if they're re-releasing models because that's how they make money, it's invariably there'll be ones that are slightly shittier than the previous version. Uh, yeah, I think this one's good, but it's just eh. and it's plastic, whatever. Yeah, uh, and that's it, I guess. Yeah. Pretty that's, much, I think. Yeah, that's so. There's, uh, I guess the oh, devastators. Yeah, because the, the dark angels aren't out yet. That's from, yeah, yeah, I guess the devastators probably win because they're actually incorporating interesting elements from the like an older time frame of Space Marines. So they're not. Should, necessarily... we, quick, should we do a quick puck system? Uh, okay, sure. Devastators. I'm gonna give it a four. Oh, I'll agree with that. Four. 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 Oh, oh unanimous! Because I'm there, the librarian. I gotta give him a three. I give him a very. I'm gonna go completely in the middle. Average. He does. He, I don't hate him. I don't love him. Two and a half. That's just because I. To be entirely fair, three last. is dead in the middle out of a five point scale. Well, that's right because we don't give. The, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was wondering where you were going. Yeah, with that. we don't give. Uh, yeah. I'd yeah. I'd still give him a four. I think he's he's pretty well done. So it's a nice model, but it doesn't really. The thing about it that I don't like is that it. It's not better than the previous version, so it's not an it's not an upgrade on what they used to be, which is hard for Games Workshop these days because they do have a lot of great models. But at the same time, if you're if you're taking one off the shelves to not replace it with something at least as good, is kind of a hard sell sell for me. No, sure, sure. I still can't shake the feeling. I still can't shake the feeling. This model or something very similar to it came out very recently. I can't find it, so I may be I going insane. Let's, so, let's just say going. all the upgrade packs. I was just going to say that. Yeah, so I would do a th- 
two for the upgrade packs. I'll give oh, it I didn't three. get to see my librarian one. I was too busy. Oh, being sorry, off topic. Dan. But um, I didn't want to give him a four, not because he's actually that awesome, but because the alternate hand looks like he's cupping a giant set of balls. They have an alternate hand. Show me. <laughs> Good Hang on. Hang on. Uh, Here it is. Yeah, okay. Good podcast. Go. Good <laughs> he is cupping a giant set of balls and oh, rotating. Yeah. This is amazing. Oh, and it's glowing. His hand is glowing from the heat of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> the 360 spinners finally coming in handy. Okay, let's for the uh, first time ever. Let's class it up again. Let's it's what this. I do. Okay, so All of the upgrade, upgrade packs. packs. Um, I gotta give him a three. I'm gonna Just, go. With- I'm going to go with a four. Great value, and it gives you a ton of customization options. My only beef with the value point is that when we're comparing it to Forge World bits for pricing... (laughs) That's a bit of a fucked up scale. And you still (laughs) look at it, and if you want to play Legion-specific, it's what, 40 bucks for a box of Space Marines these days? 50? I'm not allowed to know what that costs. (laughs) For my own well-being, I'm not allowed to know the overall cost of a unit of Forge World Marines. Not Forge World, but just like regular Marines. I think they're about 50 bucks for 10. So you're still looking at almost 70 bucks for a Legion-specific squad, which... When you put that in context for me, is seventy bucks for ten models, and that's that's just fucked up. Really? Well, I don't know about that because I pay ten dollars for pewter uh, miniatures for Infinity, and I don't really bat an eye. The difference is uh, the difference is you I don't only need, need twenty of them at most, well, and that's just it. I understand exactly what you're saying, but I think for uh, model per model, it, I don't it doesn't really bother me. I think it's a four. I think it's good value if you want to do some cool stuff. I th- if you wanted to ask me. Is this a necessity scale? It's a, it's a zero. I don't think you need it, and I think I would never buy it. But I think as far as quality of the sculpt and uh, value for your dollar, if you want to do this, it's a four. Fair enough. And then the assault, or sorry, Mike? I'm going to go with a three. It doesn't do anything special yeah. for me. They're nice, but you know what? Yeah. 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 And Dan? Yeah, I think, I think ultimately they're in that three territory where... If it was straight on sculpting value, it might be, or necessity, I guess, might be a bit lower, but the price is good. It does give it a bit of a bump. They're not the most groundbreaking kit out there, but at least they're a fair price. Yeah. And there's nothing, there's no real flaws, I think is the reason why I can give it a pretty solid three. There's nothing about the kits that I really hate. Yeah. Um, they all look like bits that they just don't item. make you go, wow. Yes. Yeah. Is what I think. And Assault Marines, I'm going to put it out there, one. Oh, the li- Terminator Librarian plastic model I was thinking of, yeah, Blood <laughs> Angel. Blood Angel model with a power, a uh, force axe and a combi bolter. Okay, well, cool. Yay! We're moving on. I okay. couldn't let it go. I'm sorry. So uh, I could give it one of the assault squad because I. This for me feels. You know, I'll give it two just for the bases. I want to say I think it's a great improvement over the old assault marines because the old assault marines were not very dynamic and didn't look that cool. Uh, I think the poses they were are like the exact same. The exact same models, just on nicer bases. Yeah. No, I think the way that they're <laughs> no. They're posing no, is no. very different. No, their legs are no. pretty much the same, buddy. Pretty much No, the I same. don't think so. There might be one or two. Assault mine that one there, I only own five. Uh, that one... <laughs> what a noob. <laughs> I own more assault marines than you. That's I play more. salamanders. You, They were actually a zero to one. I don't even play space them. marines. I want to say right now, <laughs> salamanders originally, fast attack was zero to one. Yeah, you, I think them, each individual really choice. Yeah, yeah so I had five assault marines because it's not in character. Uh, but no, I think the sergeant with the two-handed sword and the the way they've done the legs is way more dynamic. Yes, the flamethrower guy is boring. That other guy is boring. But the that legs are exactly the same. dude is pretty sweet with the sword. I think that's Yeah, good. but that's an arm pose. That's not a leg pose. <laughs> sure, I like that. I'm going to go with... I didn't say I like... 
think they're amazing. I think they're a three. Okay. I don't think they're a yeah, two they're, or a one. They're like two they're and a half or three. I'm going to give them a two myself just because it's the same. there's nothing special about them. There's a little yeah. bit of a change in the change they did make on the cap or the sergeant is actually unappealing to me. Okay, yeah, enough. I feel like it was actually a step backwards from the previous kit. And sure. the, what are they, the Vanguard Veteran Assault Marines, they look really damn good, and you get a million weapon options, so I could see you taking, buying a box of them and just not putting on all the power weapons. They yeah. look better. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so Ward, Assault Marines? Uh, I would give them a two. I mean, they're great if you don't own Assault Marines. So for new players, yay, awesome! But if you already yeah. have a submarines, yeah, yeah they're, they're a submarines. Same old, same you're, old. You're okay. Yeah. Space Marines and jetpacks. Yeah, so I give them a two. Okay. Um, now I guess kind of quickly touching on some of the differences with the rules um, between the first Codex and the current one. Mm-hmm. The first Codex. Are we going back all the way to Rogue Trader? No, a lot of different. <laughs> oh, I could have brought that. No, we're, we're talking about the first Codex that they had for this edition. Last Codex. That was actually still last edition, I think, wasn't it? Nope. So I should put I the Rogue Trader back. Why are people was, looking at me? I think that was sixth edition. That oh. was their Codex. Oh, sorry. I, never mind. It, happen, <laughs> it all happened in the last six months, anyways. So yeah. Well, sure. Uh, <laughs> two years without hyperbole, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the biggest rule change I think in in my book is the formations. Uh, formations going into the book are good. There's some pretty cool ones. Um, and I think we should probably touch on the internet-specific one that I think is Yeah, amazing. the web store exclusive. Uh, we'll leave that maybe to last because it's not in the Codex, but it's released alongside the Codex. kind of oh. weird. And unlike the Knights, it's not like a $900 purchase to get the piece of paper. Yeah. Because you don't need to buy $580 models to get it. Yeah. Uh, but the formations... <laughs> the, so I guess the... Biggest points that you need to know of what stayed the same. Tactical Marines did the same. Like, totally. I don't think the single thing changed there. Assault Marines, identical. Uh, you can take an Eviscerator now. H, H, oh. I think HQ's first, like, uh, their Warlord trait table has changed a little bit. So What else, did, what else stayed the same that was a majority that was, that's a, that's a big deal? Be aware of that. Well, I mean, Storm of Fire changed. Uh, Angel of Death changed slightly. I mean, they're they're similar, but they they added like a little extra like little thing. Like gotcha. Angel of Death is now you take the test on D three for the fear. Oh, okay, D three D six three D six. That's what taking I'm a leadership test on a D three. You're not awesome. failing. You're good. You are Pat. You hey, look, I'm a grot. I don't care. Um, D three. I got this. <laughs> I might run. I still. I think run the leadership two. Yeah, points without a runner. Runner. leadership two. With a runner, no, they're five. Oh, fine. Uh, yeah, you're good. Yeah, points points for most of them have stayed the same as well. I mean, Helbrecht got uh, nothing. Uh, who was a little bit cheaper? Sicarius was a little bit cheaper, ten Heston, points less. Heston got better. He got feel no pain. That's pretty cool. Nice. Uh, yeah, there's there's a few of them that have feel no pain yeah, now. Salamanders, what they get feel no pain against flame weapons now? Or yeah, something? They, and so they don't get their chapter tactics now are no longer reroll armor saves. It's feel no pain against flame weapons. Ooh, I just realized there's a forge old special character salamander that has I think a feel no pain bubble or something like that. So that's kind of funny. Gr- He's not so good anymore. <sighs> no. Grimaldus <laughs> had a to be quite, fair, it's against quite a big change. True. Nobody used cha- Nobody played Grimaldus. Black Templars. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> he went down 35 points to maybe entice people to use him. So, And then the servitors now affect units, not just the yeah, models. Yeah, I heard that. So that was a big one. Uh, Emperor's Champion, uh, Black Sword is still Strength 2. 
but that's base, uh, and it's not strength times two. Strength times two. Strength plus two. Plus ah, uh, okay. We okay. Said strength strength two. You said strength two. Yeah, strength two would be terrible. Plus two. Strength two. I was like, <laughs> wait, did, is that a mistake in the book? Or but, it, but, yeah, it's, okay. but it's not unwieldy or two-handed now. Oh, that's good. Nice. That, so. that actually makes yeah. him not terrible. Uh, that's good. Lysander and Cantor both got feel no pain. Yeah. Uh, Champion of humanity changed. Uh, the biggest thing is take a look at your warlord tree table and make sure that uh, you're happy with how it worked. Yeah, I think all the characters more or less stayed the same. They just were tweaked for seventh. The other big thing, though, is that that Kronos and Teleon are now HQ choices. They're not upgrades. Oh, I didn't know that. The yeah. So they're not tank commanders or scout commander guy anymore? You, you can add them to those squads. But you can also add them to a tactical marine squad. Uh, no, no, you can't. But they do take up an HQ slot. They've yeah. taken up an HQ slot now. That's oh, and they can only be attached to a scout squad or well, to a tank. Yes. I see. But to be fair, you can have a squad in the tanks. That's true. But it fills your mandatory HQ now if you need it. Uh, that's pretty cool. So hmm. um, Interesting. Uh, what isn't an HQ, I think we should talk about, is Honor Guard. And uh, Command Squads, they're not an HQ anymore. They are not. They are both they got bumped to Elites. Which is... Really interesting because I don't think there's a zero to one restriction on there command is, squads or honor guard. There is not. I don't think they were before, but you there just is. could take one as a per, floating per character that unlocked them. Yeah, so the big yeah. thing about this now is you can take three command squads with four special weapons each, and depending on how you read the ruling, which has been a vague thing since really fifth ed, you can maybe give your apothecary a weapon. Not really sure if that's legal. Um, but yeah, if you take uh, four uh, special weapons, four melted guns, and a draw pod, that's cheap as dirt, and it really competes with Stern Guard, in my opinion. Uh, they're not Stern Guard, aren't they? You go to anymore. That's true. Hmm. Uh, there is no official master chap or chapter master selection, I should say. Oh, really? It's an upgrade for your captain. Points wise, it still works out to be the same, but it's not an actual like choice itself. Master of the Force. So they don't have a separate war gear chart and all that other stuff. No. No, it's totally gone. Makes sense. Uh, no Master of the Forge. Totally got completely yeah, kind of. I'm a little chapped about that. I have one. However, the Tech Marine uh, is now an extra 15 points and comes with a better stat line. So, so he is a Master of the Forge, he, just not in title. Yes. Uh, are they two wounds now, finally? They are two okay, wounds. Okay, good. So they filled, they filled some gaps. So, like, stat-wise, they're a little bit better, which... So he's basically Master of the Forge, just without the title, and actually that triggers another Forge World um, errata type thing as well, because a lot of those relic vehicles, like the Contemptors and stuff like that, if you took a Master of the Forge, they cease to be 0-1. to So now Forge World, I guess, an email to some folks have been saying that there will be an errata forthcoming at some point, once they've had a chance to uh, really go over and solidify that, so might be able to take stuff like your Predator Executioners and your Contemptors in multiple numbers if you have them. So cool. keep your eyes peeled for that. <laughs> cool. Uh, for the Elite section, just to kind of go over quickly, uh, all different types of Dreadnoughts have, now have their own entry. So Venerable was an upgrade before for the Dreadnought. It's its own entry now. Uh, not that it's a big deal. Well, the biggest thing that did change about Dreadnoughts... More attacks for all Holy the crap. Not Thank just God. more attacks. And the access to hit and run, I heard as well. What? Uh, no, I don't think they do unless you're t maybe something with White Scar Chapter yeah. Tactics. Because their vehicles have hit and run or something like that. Yeah, I think... No, no, that's right, because Dreadnoughts now have access to Chapter Tactics. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so you, if you play a White Scar's army, you, your Dreadnoughts would have hit and run. That's correct. So yeah. you have five attack charge hit and run Dreadnoughts. Whoa. Six on your Ironclads. Six on your ironclads, yeah, that's pretty cool. It makes them actually not terrible, especially with Scout if that still transfers to the band from Zone Mortalis. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't they didn't change at all for like million points. attacks and dueling heavy flavors. Really. I do not want to fight that. Uh, like yeah. we mentioned before, command squads and honor guards are now both elite choices instead of um, 
being attached to the HQ. And what I got really excited about, Terminators got cheaper, except they didn't for me because the upgrade's the same for uh, Thunderhammers, Storm Shield. There you go. So regular Terminators did, Assault Terminators did Stay not. Because wasn't it um, wasn't it five points? Yeah, I think to upgrade to a Thunderhammer. I think before? it's the same cost as before. Now I think it goes up ten or something like that. Centurions oh, okay. got cheaper. Oh, but though. regular Terminators are like thirty-five. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can live with that. I'll Centurions are the ugly ones that walk like penguins. Right? Yes. Centurions. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I was up to date. So they're the power armor. I feel like power they armor. walk more like uh, mega knobs than they're just else. the terrible Hulkbuster. No. Yes, That's all. it's a Hulk terrible Hulk buster. They heard you like Space Marines, so they put Space Marines in your Space Marines. And since everybody loves Stern Guard, Stern Guard went up ten points. Yeah, I. Oh, mm. what? The five not each. Not each. Oh, okay. Oh, squad went up oh, ten. Christ! Uh, if they cost as much as Terminators, they would be awful. No, Stern Guard. Uh, that's why I said. I so think, they went up two points. I think honor our. Uh, uh, um, uh, command squads are way better than Stern Guard now. In if you're looking for the like, a lot of people with Stern Guard would just take the melt uh, weapons and just basically use them as a melt Not as much system. recently because the combi weapons were more expensive in the most recent or previous code, codex. Instead yeah, they still, I still saw them a lot. 10. I still saw the that a huge amount, and now with the squad also going up another ten points on top of that, I just I feel like the the command squad's the way to go. But I like magic bullets. Then <laughs> play War Machine. There's a spell called Magic Bullet. Okay, well, moving on. Um, <laughs> Dan doesn't play other games. Yes. Yeah, uh, now, games. these are cheaper assault centurions. That's a big note. That It's the ones that nobody ever took, and I didn't know really existed. I remember them being released. Uh, oh, Mike's looking at them right now. Fast, fast um, attack choices. According to the interwebs, they're still not worth it. Okay, wait, wait. You, you skipped over troops, and we, I want to mention that okay, uh, sure. scouts went up to weapon skill, ballistic skill 4. The way yeah. they should be. Which is amazing. Because they've still been fighting for decades under Space Marine training. They're not freaking guardsmen. Yeah, um, and then the point I think that needs to be made about this is the list that won the LVO relied heavily on scouts at weapon skill and ballistic skill 3 with rerolls. No, uh, I would just like to say tactics. at this point, why can't we see weapon skill f- and ballistic skill 5 basic marines? I actually don't have a problem with that. I think that would be reasonable, but they've been that way forever. But it's that well, fallacy. Like I always say, wait six months. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> it's yeah, 40k. Yeah. Yes, true. Yeah, space That's marines. True. Space marines have had that stat line now for almost what 15 years. Yeah, the fours and ones, and an eight and a three, and has any, been their stat line for the longest time. Anybody that has that space marine stat T-shirt. Yes, that's true. They would upset. invalidate all those old T-shirts. Yeah, yeah, they can't do that. It's stuck forever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, <laughs> scouts. Can you just then be a scout? But then no, not, not power three. armor. Not yeah. the three up safe. Right? Yeah, they still stay with four up <laughs> armor, but people were running uh, really good tournament lists with the four up armor. Uh, I think that uh, scouts are probably the, one of the biggest winners in the codex. So fast, fast attack. Uh, assault marines are fifteen points cheaper for the initial five man yep. squad, but they don't have jump pack space. You cannot take them off. You mean is that what you mean? Before they had the jump packs, and they could take them off for a free transport, mm-hmm. and now you have to buy the jump packs. Correct. No, uh, they still come with uh, jump packs, but I don't think you can get the cheaper transport. I don't I think, think so. Uh, let's quickly. He's, he's going to double check. Uh, wow, that's happening. Land speeders <laughs> are five points cheaper. Not a huge difference. However, all their weapons. They were all their oh. weapons are cheaper as well. Nice. Well, they fluctuate in points every codex, anyways. <laughs> no, you're right. Speeder. You're right. They're they're fifteen points cheaper, and then have to buy their jump packs for three points a model, so they're the same cost. 
And the it same did. models. <laughs> it's perfect. Whoops, sorry. So yeah, I think the land speeder is the one model that they have the hardest time nailing down what the points cost should be. Well, it's because the rules for skimmers keep changing. There's also well, there, their weapons. There's like, also the assault cannons used to be amazing. Uh, for, still are assault amazing. cannons are still pretty good. Assault and cannons are still those points went cheaper. Like for an example, heavy bolters used to be sorry ten points a piece. Uh, now they're five. I know for sure for the second one because the first one's free. No, well, uh, first yeah, it's free. The second one, the first hits free. The second. That's the thing one. about land Want to come in for a painting lesson? <laughs> how, about a, how about an intro game? We've got these mega battles going on. We'll you can show, play. We'll show you. Oh, yeah, it's a drug dealer uh, model. But the assault cannon before I think was 30 <laughs> points. Now it's 20 points. I don't know what you got. I don't think model. enough of us are talking at the same time. Just putting that out the, there. The <laughs> biggest thing, though, is now that when you include like a squadron of three of them, uh, you have the special rule anti-grab upwash. Uh, it can move an additional D or six inches when. Do you get caught in a flat spin and go out to sea? <laughs> you could. You could. You could. <laughs> it's dangerous. <laughs> but that kind of goes with uh, all of the uh, additional like tank choices, which we'll talk about later. However, also with fast attack is the Rhino Razorback, uh, Stormland Speeder, and Drop Pod are now all fast attack choices. Yeah. If you don't take them as dedicated. Transports. So we're gonna see more Super Friends lists, more Centurions <laughs> with Drop Pods bound into all sorts of weird <laughs> stuff. You could, absolutely. Um, it's going to be brutal. Um, yeah, so heavy. We've got a uh, new weapon for dev teams. Biggest thing is being grav. Uh, grav, uh, grav cannon and amp. That's pretty cool. So maybe there won't be as many centurions around. Maybe there'll be devastator squads with grav, which I don't know if that's really awesome, but I don't like the centurion model, so I think it's good. Yeah, but they did make centurions cheaper again for this uh, to oh. see by what? 25 points. Devastator Centurions got cheaper. 25 uh, points. But I think squad. it's another one of those things where, again, they upgraded ga- grav cannons. It's very much the same cost. I think it's they decreased the, the heavy bolter cost. options. The initial oh, okay, cost. the heavy um, bolter cost that no one yeah. ever took. Yeah, again, terrible. didn't know that it existed. Um, <laughs> Tank units are a single choice, however... So you can make squadrons of three ooh, tanks. Ooh, ooh. Question. Two squadrons. And you get bonuses when you do that. Yes. Yay! Going back to the Devastator Centurions for a moment, do the Power Mittens count as any kind of close combat weapons in the current book? I don't know, actually. Because before, they just had shitty basic strength five attacks, I believe. But those are giant mittens. They should count for something. I bet you they're still strength five. I don't. I didn't see anything about them getting close combat attacks. That would be kind of sad. Because that would invalidate the close combat Centurions. Why would you ever take them? Well, even if they were just like AP three versus AP two, right? Like they just those are giant mittens. They should they're bigger than power fists. They should do something. But again, at that point, it's like I have grav centurions with AP three close combat weapons. I'll just take a close combat squad instead of the other centurions that are slow and have no real good way of getting there. Fair enough. Um, yeah, nothing about that. I think so. Yeah, you can take everything in three. There's a bunch of special rules for predators when you do that. that actually, is kind of cool. Predators, whirlwinds, vindicators. The all vindicator have sounds rule. insane. He's the only one that I know where I think they get apocalyptic blast. Like the old Linebreaker Squadron? Yeah, you take three, they get an Apocalyptic Blast, or something crazy. Uh, if you have three Predators, they all get the Monster Hunter and Tank Hunter special rules. Yep, nice. Three Whirlwinds uh, basically uh, give you Pinning and Shred special rules. Regard- they already have Pinning? Regardless- they had Pinning because they were Barrage, but Barrage uh, no longer causes Pinning. But it, oh, it gives okay. you both of those regardless of which weapon it fires. Uh, Vindicators, uh, if they fire all their Demolisher Cannons, uh, single bomb. Linebreaker bombardment instead of firing normally. Yeah, so they use the large apocalyptic blast template. So that's what the ten inch, ten inch, yeah. ten inch strength, ten AP two. That could be. Woo! It's quite the little pie plate. Yeah, that's a, that's not even a pie plate. That's a dinner plate. Like that's huge. <laughs> uh, for the hunters, they can reroll the dice when firing the sky spear missile launcher. Um, eh. eh. Re- when resolving its seventh lock special rule. 
Uh, Sky. Oh, so that's only on the secondary hits and subsequent rounds of. Shooting? Yeah, it's really oh, mediocre. That's really situational. Yeah. Uh, Good thing nobody has that model anyway. And the Stalker, the uh, Storm Cannon ignores cover. Yeah, so again, that's really mm-hmm. awesome, except for every monster creature that's going to jink is, is, has a 3-up armor save. So it's, It helps a little bit against some of the like 2-plus savey demon flyers. A little. Oh, it, a double, little? it statistically doubles your chance of getting a wound through. It's, it's 3 to a 2 is a double chance. It's, it's strength 7. So it's not likely that you're going to do a lot of wounds against those great and clean True. ones that are, are demon, the Nurgle Demon Princes are flipping around up there. And the, I mean, the only thing that's going to absolutely murder is flyers if somehow they haven't killed you on the turn you show up. If that makes sense. Sure. <laughs> Let's go with that. So, yeah, I think that's another useless squad, but whatever. And points cost Vindicators draw five points. Yeah, Vindicators tank. are Fair really enough. good. So your Imperial Fist, take three. It's a story there, Ward. It's an idea. It's an idea. Uh, <laughs> formations. We're going to talk about next time, but I cannot forget. A, I, we, I just got to mention that the uh, Assault Marine Devastator uh, formation that you can buy on the, the web exclusive. Web exclusive. I think is the first time that I can say Space Marines seem like they would play like Space Marines. They play like the sense? Space Marines from the Space Marine game by THQ. Oh, yeah, that drop uh, video at the very <laughs> beginning where they're, like, coming in on the drop pods and everybody's just getting murdered. It's awesome. Like, the Devastators wade in. They're just dumping fire. The yep. Assault Marines charge on the turn. They deep strike. Like, that formation actually makes tact- or sorry, Assault Marines and Devastators good, yeah, which hasn't sense. been the case since 3rd edition. The basic of it is your uh, Devastators come in drop pods. The turn they show up, they get uh, Relentless, so they can shoot when they sh- when they come out of the vehicles. Yeah, and they uh, get Suppressive Fire, which is like a pinning test on three dice. If you fail it, you can't overwatch, and if those Assault Marines charge you, they get to reroll to hit. And, and normally you're like, oh, hey, Assault Marines can't charge when they come in from reserves. These ones can. Except they can. Yeah, <laughs> they're the only thing in the game other than one of the Blood Angels formations that can charge out of reserves. Now that Lucius Drop Pods have been heavily nerfed yeah, before drilled. And well on top of that, the part that's the coolest is you guaranteed get them on either turn one or turn two, your choice. So the the Beta Strike Null Deployment Marine lists are going to be devastating. Like, I don't understand how that is not something everybody's well, going to be picking up. That's a way that they finally found a way to get people to buy Assault Marines then, because if you're buying the formation online, it'll come with at least two boxes of the Assault Marines. And the thing about it is your Assault Marines aren't going to get shot to absolute pieces on the turn that they show up. Like, there's not enough Interceptor in the game to really make that a problem. So Tau might challenge Even that. Tau. You have two <laughs> ten, because I think you have to take ten-man squads of Assault Marines. You drop in... Do you have to take two 10-man squads? I think it's... The, the web exclusive is 10-man squads. So I don't okay. know if you have to, but uh, the turn you show up and you charge Fire Warriors, like, that's awesome. Because they can't overwatch you if they fail that pinning check, which is, like, defeats the entire guys, purpose yeah. of Tau. <laughs> that's true. So it's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Marines! Tom and Mike look like they're asleep right now, so... <laughs> what? No, I'm here. What are we talking about? It's maybe relevant if we play Zone Mortalis again soon. Uh, yeah, the Speaking next which, do you guys have to talk... <clears throat> any more to talk about? We got more 40k. I know you guys are so excited. Okay, keep it quick, because that was a... That was a first period as long as two periods. Okay, second period. We're gonna... We're gonna... Yeah, we'll keep this real short. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dan and I played a game. We played uh, your um, Raven Guard. Versus my uh, Dark Eldar. Now, your Raven Guard were um, 30k Marines. Yeah, they were a little bit different from something. Have you played a 30k list before? 
Uh, yes, against you as a practice game, I think, somewhere. That might have been it. Like, it's entirely much. possible that I played against your Eldar or something a million <laughs> years ago. But, uh, yeah, they are definitely quite different, and I learned a valuable lesson in that game. We can maybe save it for Gutsy or Goatsy, I suppose. Well, it could be right now. Gutsy or Goatsy. Just add it in. Uh, Gutsy or Goatsy counting on 54 bolter shots to actually do anything to a fucking Talos. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Goatsy. <laughs> even re- even 54 rending bolters cannot, in fact, hurt a fucking Talos. It's depressing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I caused, like, a wound yeah. and then couldn't fire the next turn because I used Fury of the Legion. So it's like, oh, boy. I no. can't stop this thing. So, impression of the game I hadn't played before. You'd played a game uh, using those rule set, that rule set. I think it's awesome. I think the rule set is amazing. I think it makes 40k a ton of fun. Uh, provided you okay your army list with your opponent. We both okayed each other's army list, kind of. So I had a I had a Talos, you had a Dreadnought. Because had I had taken my list and you just had God, I wish Marines. Ironclad instead. Yeah, with the new rule. Yeah, oh, you I, absolutely found, I found out that you charged me with a unit of a million strength six attacks. If I were armor 13, you wouldn't have been able to hurt me. Yeah. It would have been awesome. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that would actually, I would have just lost. <laughs> and that's why you have to okay the list. When you have 500 points, you don't have the ability to mitigate yeah. uh, weird one-off units like that. So Yeah, you can um, skew pretty hard in 500 points. Well, Especially with weird four-sword charts. Yep. And that's why the social contract. Well, because... You're playing Zone Mortalis for the fun of the game, not oh, yeah. for a more aggressive competitive fashion, so getting into that social contract of kind of negotiating your game ahead of time instead of just, this is the cockbaggery that I'm bringing to, to mess with you and vice versa. Yeah, we, we, they clearly weren't tournament lists. Like, that's, I mean, it's 500 points. But I played an entire uh, homunculus cub and dark elder list. I've never played that before. Cool. Like I played racks and grotesques and a Talos and two uh, homunculi. And it was and, a really cool list. And you had that hilarious warlord where he's oh, he's trying to die from AP one or AP two to yeah. get you extra victory points. You get an extra victory point if he dies from uh, like either instant death or AP one or two. Like gets murdered in a fun and hilarious way because he wants <laughs> to die. He wants to ha- experience yeah. all these deaths. So Dan puts through like five, six rending AP one shots uh, or AP two shots, and there's a single grotesque out front, and I'm just like, okay, this grotesque needs to fail. I'll feel no pain like immediately. And then this guy will die from AP1, and I'll get an extra victory point, even though I'm going to lose Warlord. So it offsets, right? (laughs) But it's fun. It's fun. Except I managed to pass just enough of my feel-no-pains that the Warlord took one AP2 rending wound and then died from an AP5 bolter wound. (laughs) So he failed a shitload of tests, took max casualties, basically, and got none of the bonus. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. That is fantastic. That was a little minor, first, minor victory. Yeah, feather the first in my regular bolter shot went in and killed him. It was like, oh. Yeah, it was just really... <laughs> guy almost died in a fun way, but yeah. no. Uh, normal bolter, he's had that a million times, so it's not exciting. Uh, awesome. I think you guys also used locked doors this time. We used. We played with a house rule where we could each nominate two of the doors that were on the table to be locked for your opponents. So you could be like, oh, well, this... You have this squad over here that I don't want, like, running around in the flanks or whatever. You can pin them behind a door. Yeah, and to open a door, you either spend a turn, uh, you have to destroy it. And, uh, and what armor value was it again? 13. Armor 13. 13. Where a single hull point removed kills it. Yeah, that's right. So my uh, Talos with a Haywire Blaster was just, like, knocking down doors left, right, and center, but then couldn't take a hull point off of uh, your Dreadnought with a shooting. It was sweet. Um... <laughs> 
Got to roll one eventually. Oh, yeah. Well, Dan, Dan did a good job. He kind of blocked you on the one flank where you're just oh, like, oh, these guys can all... Also, yeah, doors. racks are shit still. Don't don't take them. They're just real bad. Yeah, they're really bad at knocking down doors with strength four attacks. Strength three. They're oh, even better. Four. They're tough four. <laughs> strength three. <laughs> Lovely. Um, so, yeah, the game was, uh, I think, incredibly balanced, actually, which was kind of cool. We basically had our... Uh, our Talos and uh, my Talos and your Dreadnought kill each other with the help of a chapter master. Yeah, my Raven Guard captain, he heroically charged in and got his rending attack through on the Talos before the Dreadnought was going to get killed. And then the Dreadnought just got charged and killed by Grotesques instead. Yeah, yeah so. <laughs> Grotesques from the Homunculus Coven totally amped up, so just so anybody that's out there is doing the math going, how are Grotesques doing this? Because they had two Homunculus. Strength six unit. with rage on the charge, yeah. Just roll a oh, bucket of man. strength six attacks. Mm-hmm. You're going to roll something six eventually, cool. and Dreadnoughts go kaboom. Yeah. But getting two more attacks with that Dreadnought, he might have been able to take out your Talos by He's himself. doubling them out. They're top five only. So doubled out, yeah. It would it would do a ton. So yeah, he could have. He probably would have killed the Talos before he would have got ganked himself. And he would have killed and probably most of the grotesque. Because yeah, he, he nuked one grotesque. Uh, so yeah, he would have killed probably the majority of that squad, and I would have been out of the game. Yeah, just so, with one ironclad. So dreadnoughts from now on. I mean, it wouldn't help in a 30k list per se. Yeah, but 40k dreadnoughts actually seem combat viable for the first time in like a decade. Yeah, which that's one of, of the things about the Marine Codex I'm actually excited about is I love dreadnoughts. Ever since those Dawn of War videos of dreadnoughts like rampaging through armies, grabbing like, the orc, grabbing the orc and like roasting him with the heavy flame with his power fist arm and like hucking him into the ground and stuff. Like dreadnoughts are so badass, but they sucked for so long. Yeah, so they, they finally rectified it. I'm happy. Yeah, no, I think I think that's going to be cool, but we're kind of going back to the first period here. What would you rate Zomortalis now playing it twice? On a scale of uh, five, one, bucks. five bucks? Scale of five bucks. I still... I s- At the end of the day, it is still 40k, but I would give it a solid four out of five. It is fun. I, I do like a lot of those optional special rules, like the buried alive catastrophic collapse we didn't have We didn't like have that. a catastrophic decompression. We never had a massive decompression of the entire table, but... Even next still, time. There's always next time. We had cave-ins, and the one turn you had like a charge to make, you had to go through difficult terrain because it was all shaky ground, and yep. it does change up the game. I think it's. I think Zone Mortalis is a lot of fun. Yeah, I would give it a solid four as well. I think the fact that uh, you still have to do the 40k, uh, is this okay, is this OP, is not so fun. Uh, I wish you could just... And that's inherent with all of 40k. I don't think that really changed with Zone Mortalis. I think it's a super huge amount of fun. I think we should play 750 next time. We're on a bigger table. So have more than three units on the more table? More than three <laughs> units. I think that would be that would go a long ways to extending the game, making it a, a huge amount of fun. I think the other thing, just to give a quick uh, bit of a pointer, is based on a few games played experience as well, is the game, um, they do kind of recommend smaller table sizes for playing these 500-point games. Yeah. So the first game we played was about 3x3, three three and it was reasonable. The second game Steve and I played was around... Uh, sorry, the first game being the one against Ward. The second game against Steve we played on, it was basically a 3x4. Three, three by 4 3 by 4 And we started kind of on the short end, so we started too far away, I think. Yeah. In in a five-turn random game length situation where you have bottlenecks with locked doors, you want to play on a smaller board. Like They, they do yeah. go so, as far to rec- so far as to recommend you could get away with playing on a two-foot by two-foot table at 500 points. Which would I be, think that's actually reasonable. Yep. I think that's totally reasonable. You only have six turns, and with those doors basically stopping you for a turn, because you, you don't have melt-a-bombs and melt-a-guns in every well, even squad, that, it's going to slow you down. Even if you have melt-a-bombs and you charge it, that means you're not fighting the enemy that turn with that entire squad. When you only yeah. have three squads, you're really slowed down. So I think smaller board size 
is good. I also think that board size with an extra unit or two is perfect. 750 is, I yeah. think, where I'd like to play it. Because playing on that big of a table with 500 points aside, most of the table was empty most of the time. That's That was the main thing. And, and I'd, li- I'd like to play with two, instead of just two units of troops, I'd like to play with two fun things, like two <laughs> dreadnoughts or uh, something, you know, just kind of out there. So, yeah. anyways, I think it's awesome. I'm giving it a solid four as well, and I think we should do more of it. It's super cool. It if shows, we build, shows a lot of promise. If we build fun lists that everybody's okay playing against, and nobody decides to throw in a Wraith Knight... I think we can't fit. Doesn't fit. But uh, I was going to say that Tom's dreadnought just got better. I'm like, oh wait, it's Iron Warriors. It's never going to get better. <laughs> yeah, I already had that thought process. <laughs> uh, I just had to salt the wound a little. Uh, no, but I mean, like hands. again, I keep coming back. I won't take Wraith Guard D side flamethrowers because that's just that's just a dick move, and that would ruin Zone War Tiles. We never <laughs> want to play it again. But I think taking like some Aspect Warriors. Having a boarding action kind of party for the Elder would be really cool to have Marines defending that, or a guard, or... Now, could I take 3.5 Chaos Marine book? You know what? Actually, yeah. I am totally okay with that. In a non-competitive setting, who cares? Take whatever you want. Yeah, take 3.5. I'm in. That'd be cool. Fuck it. Put a... No! Put a a Basilisk in there, because they had the ability to get a Basilisk with Iron Warriors. Yeah, it was... Less than 4 inches wide. I think it was a little bit bit longer than 4 inches. Fuck it. Put it in. (laughs) Also, the indirect fire seems a little meaningless when you've got to go through doors. Oh, yeah, I think they they do specifically say no barrage weapons, so... Well, you can fire direct with the uh, Basilisk. Uh... Yeah, you can. Yeah. Okay, no, but back then... No, back then... It had a minimum range, and it could not fire indirect. It had a minimum range of 12. Yeah, yeah, but now you can fire direct with your basilisk. Yeah, but if I'm you, if I'm going back then, that's a, anyways. That's that's no, not here nor there. Take Doom Rider. Say, take Doom Rider. It'll Tom, be fine. I honestly say if you want to take a basilisk Rider. in Zone Mortalis and you want to fire it direct and just cherry pick rules, fuck it. We're playing Zone Mortalis. Do it. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Fair enough. Okay, so I guess now we get to go into the third period and talk about what I'm really excited about. This is the part where I'm going to go to sleep, just like you were before. <clears throat> Sorry, Tom. Okay, that's fine. That's totally fine. Um, but I was at Lock and Load, which, is, for those of you who don't know, is basically Privateer Press's version of Games Day. And they only do one, which apparently Games Workshop now only does one, but that's neither here nor there. But I think, I, you know, I do want to say, it sounds like from what you were talking, though, you, Privateer's Press, or Privateer Press's version of Games Day is selling it short. It I is. It day. is. Well, we're going to get into that. Yeah. But it's the the idea of this is Privateer Press's premier event that they put on for themselves. Yeah, I would agree. Um, just outside of their head office. So, now imagine, if you will, a tournament format where winning games doesn't matter. You get extra points for playing against different people from different regions, playing fully painted, playing cool themes, playing janky team games, and playing on these really cool, detailed... Scenario boards that they had set up. That sounds pretty awesome. And here you and can also just lie and report whatever results you want, and they don't question you on it. <laughs> you know, you but that's neither here nor there. You know, you can, but you don't. Like it's just uh, one of those things where the people who were playing, like this, wasn't a thing. <laughs> I'll trust you on that one because, I, yeah, I, I sounds not like, that it's competitive. Like you don't gain any competitive advantage, do you? So you just get a little bit extra swag at the end of the day because you're playing yeah. basically a, a fun league kind. The of. way it works <laughs> is you're trying to get points, and there's at the table where you register or you hand in your points. They also have swag, and it's just like a Chuck E. Cheese, where the more tickets you have, the cooler swag you can get. I was gonna, I was gonna say it's like Rocky and Bowinkles. Yes, can you yeah. get slinky? <laughs> no, but I got a snap wristband. <laughs> no way! <laughs> I got two, actually. 
<laughs> okay, that's pretty badass. <laughs> I got some dice, I got some measuring tokens, uh, a couple snap wristbands, because on the last day, um, they start running out of swag. And I, so I announced my last game, and I had 16 points, and there were 8 points each for these snap bands. And the guy's like, okay, you got 16 points, you know what you can get? Two slap bands. And I looked at my opponent, who had 17 points, and are both just like, sold! <laughs> <laughs> and we, we walked out of there with two snap bands, one on each wrist. Did they directly go in the trash after? Like, no, they're amazing, because they're rubber-coated. Okay, but what, what do they say on them? Are they, are they actually... It's got, yeah, looking for game. That's sweet. And it's actually. got the private press logos on it, and they're black, cool. and they're, again, they're covered in rubber, so they're not invariably going to just lose the shitty fabric and then become these knifey death things. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the fun is cutting people with them when you're a child. <laughs> and actually, it was I funny. the 90s. Talking to the people at the front desk, anyone who was in their, like, late 20s or older were all joking about how hilarious the early 90s was with the snap bracelets. And that's that exact kind of thing. But that's... Okay, I digress. So the gaming uh, setup is... It's like if you went to a tournament, but then there was no pressure of playing in a tournament. Yeah, and you were encouraged... Just trying to get a high score. You're you, racking up a score. You're racking up points, and you're encur- encouraged to play against a diverse array of people. Because you get more points for that. Yeah, way more points. And so... Was Canada qualified as, like, one area? No, they had provinces separate. Oh. Yeah. I, we, I actually asked them Private that. press. I, I appreciate that. I think that's very nice of you guys. That's <laughs> well, they realize so rarely that, happens. You know, the ten provinces in Canada still make up more Land space. Mass, yeah. than, well, not than the entirety of the states, but more than half of the states, which is still, like, 25 states. Yeah, I guess if you throw in our territories, then we're good. But, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And well, WT and Nunavut are rather large. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. uh, so... So what was really nice about it is that I got to meet a whole bunch of different people, and one of my favorite things about tournaments is going through and just meeting new people and playing fun games, and the that's all it was. And because there was no schedule of, like, shit, I gotta be back for this game, if you're like, this dude's awesome, you went and got a beer. That's pretty cool. And they came like- back and played against someone else, and you played in team games, and I played in, like, janky formats and... It was all about just finding everything you love about the game and just making it happen with like-minded individuals. That's pretty sweet. I like that. So And eating <clears throat> bagel sandwiches. Oh, my God. So there was this place <laughs> right around the corner from the from our hotel, kind of on the way to the venue, which was the greatest bagels on the planet. And I, I originally posted the first one because it was so Canadian. It was a maple bacon bagel with bacon on it. And all right, cool. <laughs> and then it just kind of after Dan commented, if I knew War Machine had breakfast sandwiches, I'd play. And I just kind of kept spamming the page with the rest of them. Um, but it was, and we now have I, a food blog. I, I was concerned. Yeah, I was, yeah. I, I Next was episode, like, tune in for. I was like, what? Hope you in Canada food blog. That yeah. sounds awesome. But it was great because that region has. Dozens of microbrews. So I, I did not. The only so beer that you I drank. Don't really remember. Are you sure you remember this? Or no, I actually didn't even drink that much because I was playing too much. Well, that's pretty sweet. Like, that's I, it was my cool. intention to have a good buzz on the whole time, and I just kept playing too many games to really get that to that place. That's pretty cool, actually. I like. That. Um, so like it was a, a ton of fun. The neat thing about it, from a hobby standpoint, is that they did have a separate room which was just for painting. Where if you wanted to go and hang out and paint, you could. The studio painters were there almost the entire weekend either giving seminars or just hanging out and working on their own projects. And you could just talk to them. You could talk to other painters. That was also where they had the painting competition. So you could see all the models that were in the cases. Yeah, I remember Nathan actually saying, too, he saw one of the, one of the studio guys or designers or somebody working on some crazy gator model. And he was super amped that it might be, like, a new gator unit. But it turns out it was the albino gators, like, pushing... 
the um, what the sacral vault. Yep. So he just converted one of those to be have like a gigantic like scythe or axe or some bloody thing, and it was all like completely resculpted. And he thought he like might have spied like a new unit being worked yeah. on. It's just a conversion, but he said it looked amazing. So, so these guys know what they're doing. They're good. Yeah. It, honestly, the Privateer Press Studio is really good. They've got a lot of great painters, and I don't think they dumb it down <clears throat> quite as much as the heavy metal currently does. No. And the seminars they did um, last year, they had kind of more. Uh, a presentation where they had a camera focusing on where they're painting, and it was more of a dark room with the big kind of power, with the like a big projector. This year, it was just more of a round table format, so they were just sitting around the tables, hanging out more often. You could go up to them, talk to them about models that they're working on, stuff they're wanting to do. It was very interactive, and I know a lot of people that spent more time in there than they did in the gaming area because it was such a very um, vibrant and inviting uh, room for hobbying. That's pretty cool. Um, and then, I guess for me, I did enter a couple models in the painting competition. But wait, there's <clears> more. <throat> so, okay, so I have a question. You walked away with two awards. Yeah. Yeah. So you walked away with... A uh, silver in large and a bronze in single fig. So the way, the way that they do it is is basically everybody that qualifies for a silver gets a silver... Yeah, yeah it's the kind of that tier system. It's just okay. like Crystal Brush, where you've got a best in each category... We'll get a big trophy, and then a gold caliber, a silver, and a bronze. We'll get um, a gold, silver, or bronze, okay. regardless of how many there are. So, so you qualified for a bronze in one category and a silver in another category. So you got a pin for each of those. Yeah. Was it a pin or a coin? It's a coin. Coin. Yep. And then there's a winner for that category, that which gets, gets a, a trophy. trophy. And then there's a winner for the whole thing, like a Slayer sword okay. that gets a bigger trophy. Okay. Cool. Um, and it was really nice too because I entered some pieces just for my army. Because I didn't finish anything for the paint competition, so I'm familiar with that process. <laughs> uh, so even getting the bronze for the single fig was still kind of a big deal. I for meant me. entering gaming figures and winning competitions. Mike. Oh sure, you I did didn't Dad. just mean not painting. Sure, things. Dad. Oh, okay. We all believe that. But uh, it was kind of nice because <laughs> I've never entered anything into a single model. Like I've never done a like single fig before. I've, I've just done the 40k large for a major painting competition. So it was kind of nice to be able to just like this is a, a single model that I painted, still being at a bronze caliber. So it's kind of given me a little more impetus to try and actually paint something to a competition level. And when I was talking to the guys, they had really good feedback, and they were very encouraging as well. So one of the nice things about it is when you picked up your models, you could talk to the judges. And I remember when we were at Games Day, um, it was pretty quick. It was kind of like chatting for half an hour while they were packing the tables at the end of the day sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty abbreviated, and there was just a mob of people trying to get their 15 seconds with the judge. Whereas it I was got, good, but it was very brief. I got like a solid six, seven minutes with these guys talking about my two models. And, you know, they gave really cool advice, like instead of using blister foam for my sponging, getting sea sponge. Because it gives you more of an organic and less... Less uniform texture. Uniform texture, yeah. Oh, interesting. Because I have to, like, individually manicure almost and tear the foam in a very specific way to get a texture. Whereas if you can get something that just naturally has that, that could be really helpful. I never thought that blister foam would be... Hampered. Yeah. It's too uniform, yeah. It's foam. I didn't really think about that. Yeah. But yeah, I I spend an inordinate amount of time, like, perfecting the torn blister foam to do sponging because I want... A certain texture. I, remember, I just tear it and then smash yeah, it. Yeah, and so that was something that I kind of knew it looked a little bit too uniform, but they gave viable alternatives. But that's one of those things, it. right, where you get like those weird levels of when, you, when you're brand new to painting and you get a brush, you don't realize that there's different types of brushes that are actually better. Yeah. And then as you go through, like, 
I've done plenty of sponging. I never really thought of it as actually a tool issue. Better sponges. I uh, that's like honestly till this very moment that's never crossed my mind. Series I'm kind of surprised. Series seven sponges. Foam. I remember yeah. when we were trying to paint scenery with Mr. Clean Magic Erasers once. That didn't work so good. It worked no. great! They started dissolving in mid-dry brush, though. It worked great! That was my scenery painted with ma- Magic Erasers. Uh, but either way, it was... You know, if, if I didn't... I have to qualify my scenery. If you're willing... It, it looks great for painting it in 15 minutes. That's fair. So, I went to Lock and Load having not signed up for a single event. And I was a little bit worried that I'd get bored. Because all of the actual tournaments sell out in seconds. Yeah. Um, but it was the greatest gaming weekend of my life. Oh, right on. That's awesome. Uh, just because it is 24-hour gaming, and it, people actually exercise that right. So, like, like I was kind of hanging. Like, three or four in the morning, people are gaming? Yeah. Five, six in the morning? Yeah. No way, I don't believe it. Way. Gamers are awake at 6 in the morning? Way. Yeah, it was if they stayed not, up the previous not, night, yeah. yes. Well, and the other thing, too, <laughs> is that they do also run tournaments through the night as well. What? Yeah. So what? The, the more fun, silly format ones, but there is a tournament going on almost all the time. What? So, let's say you're going to go next year. What would you sign up to take part in next year? Nothing. I'm going to go down and do exactly what I did. Meet a bunch of new people, play a bunch of games. This time I'm going to take down some stuff for the painting competition. I might... Because I did get all the swag this year, and there's typically a little bit of overlap each year, so I don't need to play as many games to get all the things that I want. Um, try and spend a little bit more time up in the hobby area and pick the brains of a few more of the studio painters a little bit more and maybe take in one or two of the seminars. Because I, they are really talented painters, the guys that they have there. Like, this is not a slouch studio whatsoever. So And girls. There's Meg, right? Yeah, there's Meg. Sorry. Yeah. But, sorry, to be fair, she wasn't one of the direct... Like, it was the other two guys that were really kind of in there more. Oh, okay. Um, And they were the ones that I was talking to about the models and that kind of stuff. Okay, cool. Uh, The other thing they have is a speed painting competition. Oh. Called Uh, the Iron Painter. You shouldn't take that one down or what they do. (laughs) Don't even What they did is they have people... Just get, I think it's either half an hour to an hour to paint up a random model that they give you, and then they take the top three. What if you spend your entire half hour cleaning mold lines on the head? Then wow, you, lose. you have the nerve to hit board when you're <laughs> not any faster, really? I'm like a cornered animal. I'm just striking out, <laughs> striking out at anyone within range. But so they then take the three finalists um, of the best paint job in that, and they pit them up against uh, a champion from the studio. And then while they get them all on stage, uh, okay, okay, and okay. it's all like shown on the big screen as well behind the stage, and then they have them doing random tasks while they're painting, very much like the old games they like hop on a foot, I'm, close your eye. I'm thinking chopped with painting. Well, it's, no, it's like Iron Chef because they've got the one. Well, Ch- Chopped is just another Chopped. cooking show. Yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can basically... <laughs> I don't watch those But they're But they're, they've got the challengers, and they've got the challenged. Iron Painter, right? That's why they call it Iron Painter. Yeah. And they get the crowd involved, where the crowd can basically champion for a particular painter. And if they answer trivia questions right, they can get swag and then help out the painters to avoid these random nonsense tasks. Nice. And a buddy of ours that we went down with... or Not down, but he's a guy from Calgary. was actually in uh, Steve Hall was in the Iron Painter, and it was hilarious to watch these guys do it. Uh, didn't win, unfortunately, but uh, the the quality of the guy that did in the... I think they only had half an hour for the actual finals of it. It was pretty damn good. 
That's so, awesome. Um, I gotta say, one of the things that really stood out to me after this event was Privateer Press normally gets a bad rap for promoting the hobby because a lot of the tournaments that you see on a daily basis or like around your local meta are unpainted armies, models. unassembled models, but the company themselves. <laughs> that was this. It was so. the chair? Okay. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> go out of their way for their main event to make it very accessible to gamers that don't want to play in the Masters, that don't want to, that do want to paint the models, that do want to be involved. That's in the good hobby. that they're working on that because yeah, you're right. Uh, we've I rag on it all the time that Privateer Press, their armies are not at the same yeah, standard. They've, they've always had great studio, like with the McVeighs yeah. and stuff like that. They've had amazing studio quality, but yeah, by not always encouraging it in the community. You can, they it sounds like that, that is clearly not the case at their own premier event, so that's pretty sweet. Which is good. I'm glad to hear that they're doing yeah. that. And then I guess the one last point is that I was talking to um, Will Hungerford, the guy that's actually involved with organized play for all of War Machine, um, kind of one of the guys behind Steamroller and behind the different tournament formats. And I was talking to him about the notion of encouraging painting more in that play. And while he didn't commit to saying anything, he was kind of in that like insinuating that they're wanting to put something in like a best painted that they give out with the tournament packs instead of just a first, second, third so that they're actually encouraging people to have painted models nice. in these events. That'd be good. Nice. I think that'd be a big step forward. We've kind of all ragged on that before. Yeah, you need a so, little bit of incentive because it is a big investment of time and dollars for the materials and Yeah, the for a lot of people they do want to compete for that. That makes sense. Yep. So the moral of the story is that I had a blast. I think I spent all of an hour with the people I drove down with just because once you get in the Iron Arena... It's just, you're just going. Your surroundings just disappear, and you're just playing games and having fun. Um, but I'm going again next year, and I encourage anyone that has... You're, being, a, you're making us sound very exciting and contagious. Uh, I kind of think that I have an entire army. Oh, oh Nathan oh, has an army to show you. That. Nathan has an army to show you, a gorgeous orange metallic. Um, oh my orange. god! It's really nice. I the think nicest I exactly cock I've ever seen. I think I know exactly. <laughs> That's the one that I was. Thanks, Tom. That's the one I was kind of half emulating. I think I know exactly which one you're talking how, about. Yeah. How much? Because he ended up. Nathan ended up hanging out with this guy, talking to him about painting, how he painted the models and stuff. And he actually had like a strobe light in his so yeah, was, cocktail, though. So Nathan was talking to this guy about his cock. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Very lengthy conversation. You know, I can't remember who won their game, ba -ba but, but I think Nathan beat his cock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, on that note, you last, no, last, no, question. Got a last question. How much would you say a person needs to save up to go to lock and load? Well, you know, we drove, which was really cheap. It was under 100 bucks a person for gas, and we had three people in the car uh -huh. um, in a decent mileage vehicle. Uh, hotel was three people in the room, 315 for the weekend per person. Um, and then the entrance into the con was like 80 bucks US. So it was. You're looking at about 450 bucks or 500 bucks, really, um, before spending any money on food or new toys or that kind of stuff. That's pretty cheap. Yeah. Uh, it's really not bad. And you can get flights down there for under 300 bucks. Yeah, if you do it right. Yes. Yeah, if you do it right. Yeah. So it's a surprisingly affordable weekend, all things considered. And I got to say, the, the like 15 hour door to door drive is really not that bad. No, considering that you know you're going to a different country, it's actually not that bad. Yeah, I've And you're driving through relatively pretty terrain. Yeah. Just make sure that you go the right way when you're coming back. Oh, do and don't the take turn? the highway one instead of the five. Yeah. Because then it becomes an 18-hour drive. Yes, it will. <laughs> yes, it will. 
<laughs> and that is really unfortunate. <laughs> uh, so I recommend if you've got any interest in the game whatsoever, or even if you're kind of toying with the notion of the game, but want to maybe learn it a little bit better, um, you're interested in going to something that's got a very strong hobby component. I can't believe I'm saying this. That the Privateer Press event has an aggressively strong hobby component is kind of weird to me, but I recommend going. It was a lot of fun, and like I said, I'm going again next year. Cool. Well, if I uh, if I do this, you should come to LVO because you don't have to play 40k, and I'm not going to push that on you because the rule set, I agree, questionable. No, I'll play Malfo. But you should come if you do LVO. I will do uh, I'll do lock and load, and that means I have to paint. Oh God! What am I thinking? Uh, yeah, I'll do, it. I'll do it. Can paint more of your traffic cones? <laughs> you know what? I might just leave them the way they are. Fuck it. <laughs> you know, because it doesn't painted. matter. They are painted. You would get points. You know what? I could paint them. I did have one single model I would never that I be enjoy. Able to look at you ever One again. single model in the army. I'd be like, this is this is part of my army, and then enter it in the painting competition. <laughs> <laughs> this clearly represents the standard to which all my models are painted. <laughs> um, I don't don't call me on that. I'm pretty sure Dan's don't gonna be a hard bluff. sell. But uh, I don't know that Battletech. You know what? Sure, <laughs> let's go with it. Let's go with yes. Uh, you, sure, whatever. <laughs> I hadn't mentioned Battletech all episode, Mike. Okay, all episode. Um, I guess let's just move on to upcoming events because that's gonna wrap up the show here pretty quick. Uh, big ones to think of. Uh, I like about of attending. Ones. Especially when we're talking about convergence. Classing uh, it up again. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, the first one is the Wet Coast GT, July fourth and fifth. They've got a bunch of different systems. They've got Flames of War, 40K, Fantasy, X-Wing, Malfo. And yeah, sure they, they actually have a lot of Malfo with that machines. I'm sure they listen to this podcast, so please respond to my email. Yes, Steve <laughs> wants to come. Yeah. There you go. Uh, then next is? Out of the Basement on July 11th and 12th. It's Fantasy, 40K, Infinity, Malifo, uh War Machine, and I think that's it. So, as far as I know, it's, it's the two-day events for the Fantasy and the 40K. Yeah. And then we've got Infinity. I don't know. What day is Infinity on? I think Saturday. Saturday. Malifaux is going to be on Sunday, and War Machine's on Saturday. Which so. is awesome, because I have a wedding on the uh, on Saturday, and I was like, oh, I can maybe make Infinity on the Sunday. No, Saturday. Yeah. You could always bore my Gremlins with Malifaux. It's not a bad idea. I could do that. There you go. You have to play uh, the game first. Or right, Mike's got a billion different factions. I'll just I'll just flip some cards over and move some models and pretend I know what I'm doing. It'll be fine. Honestly, we could play like three or four games before then, and you'll have a good enough idea. Yeah, okay, how cool. to go. You should do it. Sure, sure. I'm in. I'm those are those are pretty good guys too. Like Derek usually yep. shows up and stuff. There's yeah, some good. really good crowd. Really good crowd for that. Event number three. X-Wing Regionals in Saskatoon on July 18th. Saskatoon. Saskatoon. Me and Dan might make a drive down for the day. Okay, are you man. kidding me? No. It's possible. You guys should go to day early, because I'm on tour, uh, and our, we're playing Saskatoon on the 17th. Mm, <laughs> I, I work the night before, so... Never. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't so. going to just be, if anything, a day trip. It's just funny that we're going to be in Saskatoon. Yeah, yeah like, Come on. Just autopilot. Autopilot. You're driving a straight line for like a million hours and you're there. Yeah, it's just you take the two bungee cords and wrap around the steering wheel. Right <laughs> well, it's the it's only five and, and a half hours. Problem solved. So five, well, five and a half hours, that means it's a ten hour we'll drive there and back for a this day This guy drives around with a flat of Red Bull in his trunk at all times. Ten so hour a day. This. How long are you gaming for? That's a long To be entirely fair, 18 hour drive coming back from Seattle. What time do you guys leave? 
uh, with a 4 a.m. their time. That's okay. Yeah, so you left the following day. You didn't leave on the Sunday night. Oh God, no. Yeah, yeah. You're, <laughs> yeah. 18 hours. To be fair, I only got three hours of sleep that night. But see, yeah. there you go. And then the Seattle's last, a good city. The last That's one. why I, I want to go. I love Seattle. So and it's in Bellevue, which is like swanky Seattle. Yeah. And then the last one I have is the Edmonton Warhammer League uh, is putting on the Warhammer. Ep- Edmonton Warhammer League open on August 14th to 16th. I believe it is only 40k. Uh, more details will be posted when we get them. If it's a 40k event, I will pro- and I can make it because I'm going to be sadly at a lot of weddings this summer, so I'd like to go. It Hopefully is, you can use your Lord of War. It is an ITC event. I know. I've so, heard this. There is that. I've so, heard this. And cool. that's the closest one's coming up. Cool. Alright, well, I guess that's it for this episode. Until next time, I'm Tom. I'm Dan. I'm Ward. I'm Mike. And I'm Steve. And enjoy your summer, guys. Paint your fucking models. Oh, whoa. From Mike. <laughs>